presents Dead On Movie Reviews. <laughs> Salutations and mutilations. You're listening to the Worldly Culture presents Dead On Movie Reviews. Tonight, we will present horror movie reviews and lively debate here on otherworldlyculture.com and on future select Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can join our live chat at that time by clicking on the live shows link on the otherworldlyculture.com website. I'm your host, Tim Kretschmann, coming to you from the land of lakes and landfills, beautiful Muskego, Wisconsin. And it's my honor to introduce the Faculty of Fear panel presenting tonight's lectures. We start with Jeff Miller. He's a sports broadcaster and news reporter in the Milwaukee area. Jeff has interviewed celebrities on the red carpets at the Grammys and athletes in the dugout. His enthusiastic style has given Dead on the Bases of the Worldly Culture's latest podcast a sporting chance. He's the ump. He's Jeff Miller. Hello. Hailing from the Motor City, (laughs) Detroit, Michael Cieslik is a lifetime reader and writer of horror, mystery, and speculative fiction. He has served as an officer in the Great Lakes Association of Horror Writers and is the editor of the Eerie Tales Anthologies. Michael is the editor-in-chief of Dragon's Roost Press, and his works have appeared in a number of collections, including DOA Extreme Horror, Dead Science, Vicious Verses, and Reanimated Rhymes, and the collaborative steampunk novel, Army of Brass. He's a kilt enthusiast, and he's killing it over at thedragonsroost.biz. He's Michael Cieslik. The man with the longest intro ever. <laughs> we've, we've done worse. <laughs> and last but not least, Adam Holtzaffel is our hardcore otherworldly culture columnist. And he won't brag, but he is in fact the Taco King. Adam will slice and dice twice his film feast and menu of madness for us on tonight's celluloid entry to cellulite. Adam... <laughs> How's it going, Tim? I'm doing great. I'm excited for everything we have on tonight's program. And I think what I want to do, Adam, is start with yours. You have a, a, a kind of a, a new movie that's out on Shudder. So, Adam, what have you been watching? Yeah, so I attempted to watch The Puppet Man. Uh-oh. Um, oh, here yeah. it comes. It's starting yes, early. It's not the, a good sign. Now, now the, keep in mind, Adam. Wait, hold on. Open. Adam, remember, <laughs> hate is bad. You you should be nice. Go ahead and I'll rip into nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... The synopsis on Shudder is a woman must break a curse before her loved ones are killed. Okay. So that's what drew me to the film. Um, Started off strong, had a good kill right out of the gate. Then it kind of straddled the line between wanting to be Final Destination and a psychological thriller. Okay. And it just kind of fell apart from there. Oh boy. Um, acting wasn't awful. Some good kills, some good effects. But overall, it just fell really short of what it should have been. It just seemed to not know what it wanted to be. So what is it, though? Um, it's It's a mess. like like it it starts off as kind of like a slasher and then from there it goes to in a way a possession film 
um, you know, this guy goes to jail saying the puppet man controlled him, and it just, it's not cohesive. Okay. Now, is it, 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 is it anything in particular? Is it the script? Is it the, the direction? Um, is it the acting? I, I, I think just the script. I just think, you know, they're trying to do too much of combining different horror elements into, like, a 90-minute film. So, Adam, let me just ask you a question, because you know that my horror thing isn't on game like you guys. So is this, like... Like a Chucky thing? Is, he, is this a marionette going after people? No, no. It's it's all like a spiritual entity. So, yeah, that's what I mean by it doesn't know what it wants to be. Like oh. it starts off as a slasher. Then you get a little Final Destination vibe from it. <laughs> then you get a spiritual entity thrown in. It's a, just kind of... T- trying to do all the horror tropes in one film oh boy uh by the way jeff if you want to see that type of movie uh the puppet master uh movies at charlie band who will be out at horror realm in march uh that would be what you're looking for okay so but they turn out to be nazis just so you know, really? Nazi really? puppets oh my god there's nothing as exciting as nazi puppets in this one is what you're telling us Adam? Yeah, yeah, there's there's zero (laughs) Nazi puppets in this one. Zero Nazi puppets. You know, usually that's something I look on IMDb, how many Nazi puppets are in this film, and this one would be a zero. At any point, Adam, did this... this, Zero? At any point, Adam, did this movie, did it, like, pick up speed? Did you think that it was going to save itself, or did you just figure you were in for a long haul? No, I figured I was in for a long haul. Like, it started <laughs> off God. strong and fell apart from there. I think if it would have kept the strength from where it started off at, it would have been a solid watch. So this is another movie that just didn't have good writing, and then we end up, we have an author right here that's ready to sell <laughs> his scripts to Hollywood for top dollar. So people should be contacting Michael. All right. You damn skippy. <laughs> he's he's ready. He's ready. He will sell you a script he hasn't even written yet. He's ready to go. All right, Adam, I I kind of feel like you're ready to grade this already. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Okay. There's not much to say about it. All right. What are you gonna give it? My finger is ready. I, I have it in the section I think it's going to be. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to give it a D. Like, it's well acted, it's well lit. Um, you know, <laughs> well it, lit. <laughs> well lit. Wow. That is code. Wait. Mike, we've been saying this for years. It's like, yeah, when well, you don't have well, something nice to say, yeah. you say the lighting is good. <laughs> She's got a great you personality. <laughs> There, there were a few fun kills in it. Just overall, it just didn't hold the uh, attention span. So, well, that's a that's a shame because Shutter's been putting out some pretty good stuff, and uh, <clears throat> hey, it's too bad they do have a great poster though. I loved the poster. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Well, that's what yeah. made, that's what made me think there's a marinette, right? Yeah. I, I know when I was looking at the pictures, though, I was like, half the pictures I see are of cops. And I'm like, what the hell yeah. is this? Where's the damn puppet? <laughs> yeah, a lot of cops. Um, yeah, the poster and the, the synopsis gave a different feel than what the movie was. I think um, if it were followed up to those... Not necessarily been a Chucky movie, but Mm -hmm. something along the lines of maybe a Saw film, you know, when you hear a young woman's got to, you know, do something to keep her her loved ones from dying. But I, I didn't get the vibe that any of the people that died were loved ones. So, (laughs) you know. (laughs) 
How about the number of kills in here, Adam? Was was there enough to keep to keep the show going, or was it just like one kill here, one kill there? Or was there a lot of kills? It's kind of one kill here, one kill there. You know, you do that all the time because you know Jaws only has five deaths in it. <laughs> you do that on purpose, Jeff. I'm not. I'm. I'm not talking to you. If I, I'm going to throw it right to you now. Oh, great. We're going to Jeff. And he's going to disappoint us with his film. <laughs> actually, actually, we're going out to Hawthorne Island. The movie that I have is called The Menu, and it's an hour and 47 minutes long, just about okay. where it should be. It's a comedy horror thriller type movie. The comedy, of course, is dark comedy. It's not going to be anything like Curly, Larry, and Moe. You're going to have to really weed through it and, and go, oh, my God, yeah, that is funny, but in a very dark way. This is directed by Mark Mylod, and it was written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy. This this came out just last year. It right? did. It really did. It came it came out in twenty no twenty twenty two. Yeah. Well, we went to see it. Yeah, it, we did. It was it was like late in twenty twenty two, if I and, remember, like Halloweenish or something. And believe it or not, I'm not a big horror guy, and I'm the one who said to Tim, "I got to see this movie for some reason." But I think the reason why I was drawn to this is because because you were hungry. <laughs> Probably yeah, it was a hundred percent because you were hungry. Because I felt like this is something I could handle. <laughs> but any, <laughs> but but I watched those Gordon Ramsay next level chef and I'm I'm like intrigued with that. So I'm like, okay, this is a movie that's gonna be something like that okay. to the degree of the the basis of the synopsis or whatever you wanna big word you wanna use. But okay. here's the thing. So here's what, the thing. What this is is that there's this exclusive restaurant put on by a person like Gordon Ramsay. It's his his name, you know what I'm Ralph. I was, I was gonna, Fiennes. yeah, Ralph Fines, which you would know Ooh, from Ray Schindler's List. It's actually said Ray Fines. That's what it is. Well, Ralph. So, anyways, yeah. it, it's spelled <laughs> Ralph, but it's he, Rafe. He's a chef, Julian Slowick, and he has this exclusive restaurant on this island, Hawthorne Island, and he they serve food. It's like high end. It's I mean, you're gonna put a lot of money to go to this. To this meal because it's not only a meal but it's theater, it's poetry, it's theater, it's all this sort of stuff in the different courses. Well, you have a group of eleven people going out to this island. You have all different sets. You have a guy who's who just adores Chef Julian Solik. He he's like a groupie. He brings a call girl. You have uh, you have a critic out there. You have um, a, a washed up actor with his his. I'm not giving anything out. The call girl thing was a pretty good spoiler. You can tell from the very first. Oh, my God. Yeah, the way she's smoking that cigarette, you know she's a call girl. Okay, go on. Anyways, all right, I'm sorry. I was going to try my best not to have any spoilers, but anyways, I didn't think that was a spoiler. I guess I don't know. Anyway, absolutely was. Okay, so sorry about that. for anybody. <laughs> So if you're going to watch this movie, for, forget that I said that. She's not a call girl. But she's a hooker. Anyways, so back... Back to this movie Back here. to the story. Right. So you have all these different groups going out. You have a washed-up actor. You have these three guys out there, that three buddies, and they all have money because they're all going to say, yeah, I went to Chef Julian Solik. Because this costs a small fortune a to lot. go to this. Yeah, thing. quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. They have to take a boat out there. Once you're out there, you're out there. When you see the scenery, they're, they're telling you as they're walking up the beach, we harvest our own seafood here, our own meats, our own plants. Everything is right there. Now, you get kind of a creepy feel as the as Slowlick's assistant, her name is Hong Chow in real life, but it's Elsa. She she takes them along to the restaurant, but on the way you go past a meat shed and you go past a few other things. It sounds very dark and ominous as you're getting there. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody sits down, and the guy who um, Nicholas Hout, who plays Tyler, the one Holt. who's the Hout. Yeah, he played Renfield most recently, but. Oh He's yeah, Tyler in this wasn't film. wasn't Nicholas Cage in Nicholas Cage played Dracula. He played Renfield like his oh, lackey. Okay, all right. Nicholas Holt. It's actually a better movie than it it should have been. But. See, you learn things inside of other movies. Yeah, but so back to the menu. So now they go there. Tyler Nicholas Holt. Yes, he's the groupie, and he is just just head over heels about this whole situation. Right. He's taking pictures of the meal. He's not supposed to be doing that. And everybody has a little story, and the little stories come about as you're watching the movie. But there's also a little bit of horror in there, too, because 
not everything goes as planned. You think it is, and it's, it's drawing you and it's drawing Jeff in. I'm getting drawn into this. And all of a sudden, I'm not going to spoil it, but then all of a sudden the first bit of horror hits you. And you're like, something's not right about this. But as you're watching this movie, you're seeing... Rel- There's a lot of flags. There's a lot of red flags. Right. That this is not just another meal uh, for this because, restaurant. Because Something why would they all be weird. there? Why would they all be there? Why would these right. three, these 11 different people be there? They must have some sort of connection. The right. cool thing about this is when you're watching this and they have the, the preparation area, they actually, what they did for that, they actually brought in a group to teach them. The, the, the entire kitchen team was trained to actually create the dishes broken down station by station. So if you knew what you were looking at, you'd be like, yeah, they're doing that right. And I feel that really? yeah, that Julian Solik, the head chef, he was he was spot on as well because they're all saying yes, chef, no, chef, and he's he's got everybody down very regimented and very military. The mm-hmm. the his whole crew actually sleeps on the island. I mean, they have barracks and everything. Well, what happens along the way is that you're gonna perfect for a megalomaniac. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it, it does stink of Bond villain. The whole way through. It does. Like he's a Bond villain. It sure does. And John, help me out with this, Tim. John Leguizamo. Yep. He plays the... the <laughs> yes, the, I got it right. Yep. Oh, yeah, right. You got it right. Thank you. He plays George Diaz, a has-been movie star. Okay. He actually... It, he's fun to watch because he you can tell he is a has-been. He's trying to get his name, let him... Say, it's one of those guys that's like, don't you know who I am? Well, he based that character... Off of Steven Seagal, who he called a horrible human because he worked with him in Executive Decision and uh, Under Siege. Do you ever want to see something absolutely hilarious? Just Google Leguizamo talking about working with Steven Seagal. Really? It is, well, it is, it is, to keep with your movie, it is sure. chef's kiss. Yeah. Really? Really? And Steven Seagal has kind of been exposed that he's like a habitual liar. And there's there's a whole lot of stuff behind that, but he's Legazamo is correct. That's not a good there's, human being. Now, now the person who plays the um, the one who plays well, they already know she's called girl, whatever. The one <laughs> the one who plays Margot. I'm sorry, Hannah Taylor Taylor Joy. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know who she was when we went and saw this movie originally, and then right. I watched Ke- Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. And I realized who she is. She does a great job in this movie. She she really pulls off the, her role very very well. Yeah, she she holds the thing you already spoiled pretty good, and until you know Jeff spoils it. But, but that's not. <laughs> also, you can also see in this movie Judith Light, if you remember her from yeah. Who's the Boss. Who's she's, the Boss. She's in there as well. Paul Eldstein, Ted. I don't know him. He was on Private Practice. Okay. So he was he was in there. Um, it, it's got it's got a like not a star-studded cast, but when you look at the people, but you, they're you good, recognize strong them. actors yes. from television and movies that you've seen many of them before, and you kind of play the game. Who is that guy? Um, yeah, it's exactly. an ensemble piece. It's an ensemble movie. But I would say that every character plays their part extremely well. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. was miscast. I don't know if I can even say that, but I, I don't think anybody was miscast. Everybody seemed like they. Had their part down. They knew what they were doing. Um, it's it's a vi- okay. So as far as jump scares, yeah, there there's a few, mm-hmm. a few. As far as hold on, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that does, they don't know when it's coming. There, there's some there's some odd things to this movie where you're, you're saying to yourself, "What would I do in that situation?" I found myself doing this a lot in here. Okay, I first of all. Yes, I don't. See, I can't give away anything, but I'm just saying. That's so, right. So this, this, I would say, honest, honestly, this was a very good movie because I watched it more than once. I actually right. watched it you again. You saw it in the theater, and then you watched it again recently for this. I, so, but you know what, though, Tim, honestly, but I watched, you watched it again. But I, I watched yeah. it again before I knew I was doing this. I just watched it just to watch oh, it. Okay. And then I, then when you asked me to come on, I said I'll do the menu since it was fresh in my mind. It was put together very well. I, I believe that. It did well for what it was supposed to do. All right. Fantastic. Are you ready to, to grade it? Yes, because anything else I'm going to say, I'm going to spoil You're going to spoil yeah. something, yeah. I, I'm going to give this I'm going to give this a... Do you have 
Pluses and minuses? Yeah, we allow pluses Ooh, and minuses. A minus. A minus. Yes, I would say if you nice. haven't seen it, watch it. You're not. You will not be disappointed. I I think you like it more now than you did when we first saw it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I I think it's a good movie. It's a slow burn, though. Do not it go is. in expecting murder and mayhem in the first five minutes. You know Literally I mean? a slow burn. Oh God, I shouldn't have said Nobody it knows. Nobody knows. Oh my God. All right, everybody. That brings us to the author that is willing to sell you a script. He's got a good <laughs> price for you guys. Uh, all right, we're going to Mike Seaslake all the way out in Detroit. Mike, what have you been watching? I was um, fortunate enough to see an advanced screening of Lisa Frankenstein just last night. And so my movie opens... may not have Nazi puppets, but I think it is the newest of the group. Okay, and it... Wow. it uh, it comes out this weekend. It comes out tomorrow in yeah. wide release. Really? Um, yeah, it's the only I... movie that's opening against the Super Bowl. So a lot of people are <laughs> oh, waiting to shoot. see what happens. And it's and I tell you what, it's the same demographic. <laughs> They're really hurting themselves with this one. Does Taylor Swift make a cameo? <laughs> I will, unlike you, I will not have any spoilers tonight. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. No spoilers. Um, I'm going to put uh, lucky enough in quotes. Because oh, boy. I did see this with uh, a number of people who are horror fans and a number of people who are critics that do reviews for a living. Mm-hmm. And um, they uh, did not care for it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I um, this, you gotta wonder a, when a movie opens in February, January through March. Yeah. You gotta it's, sit there and go, okay, why are they dumping this now? Really? Exactly. Yeah. It's that January yeah. February dump zone where unless right. you're trying to, um, like get some Oscar cred, right? Film, right? Uh, yeah, and this is not on. Well, you not win. nominated for any Oscars, I guarantee that. Well, actually, you wouldn't even open it for Oscars. You would open it like in December at a couple theaters, and then open it wide, yes. like uh, yeah, for your consideration. And then they bring it back out in wider release after like you got that, the nominations. Um, exactly. Like the the movie that uh, the Frankenhooker uh, remake. What is it? Poor things, or. <laughs> <laughs> that's out right now. You you know about this? There's there's like a uh a Frankenstein movie with is it Emma Stone, I think, that's out right now and they're it's getting a lot of Oscar buzz for reasons that are just insane. But I I, I call it a Frank that out. Hooker. I did not know they made a Frankenhooker remake. That that's what <laughs> I'm calling it. That's what I'm calling it, because it's sex with the a dead person, but looks like this is also a little bit of a Frankenhooker. Poor things. Remake. Poor things. That's what it's called. Poor things. Okay, tell us about Lisa Frankenstein. Um, this is not really horror. I would call this a uh, horror adjacent. This is really more of a comedy. Um, so go in knowing that. Um, written by Diablo Cody, who the horror fans are going to know for Jennifer's Body, as well as Juno and Young Adult. And uh, directed by Zelda Williams, who apparently is best known for being the daughter of uh, Robin Williams. Right. I did not know until I sat down. Diablo Cody has made relatively few films recently. She was like red hot after Juno. And it's been quiet, so I, I'm very curious about this film. Uh, this is set in 1999. It stars Catherine Newton of the Ant-Man films as Lisa Swallows. She's uh, kind of your what? typical... Wait, 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 hold on. Did you say that right? <laughs> I was trying to gloss over that so you wouldn't get away. Wait, 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 wait. We're not going to let you get away with that. We're not going to let you get away with that. Her name is Lisa Swallow. So this is a hey, high I didn't class... I did not talk to Diablo Cody, okay? This is a high-class film is what you're saying. Okay, go ahead. This is wow. a goofy-ass film is what this is. Okay. Um... She's kind of your typical outsider, 
kind of nerdy, writes poetry. Um, uh, her mom was murdered popular. by an axe-wielding home invader. You would think with that name she'd be awful popular. <laughs> I think she'd be doing another genre of movies. <laughs> okay. So, since her mom was murdered, she is... Uh, um, she and her dad move in with uh, his dad gets remarried and they move in with the step family. Um, the mom is Carla Winya. I am not sure how Gugino? I'm pronouncing that correctly. Gugino? Is it Gugino? Carla Gugino? Yes. Yeah, uh, from she... Watchmen and the Fall of the House of Usher and, um, and The Spin Haunting City. of Fly Manor. Yeah, she, she was in Spin City for the first season. And uh, she left that show because Michael J. Fox's wife was not comfortable with their love scenes really? in that movie. Really? And I always thought that was a real stand-up thing to do because it was kind of her big break as an actress. And she walked away from it because she didn't want to cause Michael J. Fox to have wow. marital problems. I, I, that story just always rings for me. But I really like her. She was also in the Stephen King movie, uh, Gerald's Game. Yes, Gerald's Game. That's scary. Oh, okay, well, that... calm down over there, Jeff. Keep going, <laughs> Mike. We're gonna we're gonna keep Jeff being brave. Let, let's go. <laughs> Be brave. Just see him it's like, called like Lisa Frank, like a cartoon cat. It's <laughs> scary. It was. Um, and she also has a stepsister, um, Taffy. It was okay. actually played really well by uh, Lisa Sobrin. Okay. Um, now, Lisa has a crush on the pseudo bad guy of the high school. Um, I think I said before, she's got the typical nerdy stuff going on. Mm -hmm. um, she does grave rubbings. She hangs out at a place called the Bachelor Cemetery. So she rubs graves and she swallows. Got it. This is going to be a long review. Um, so her sister manages to drag her out to a party where she accidentally ingests some drugs. Uh, she gets she gets assaulted, and then she finally stumbles back to the cemetery, to the one gravestone where she like spends a lot of time. It's got a, a bust of the person who's uh, buried there, and she says, "You know, I just really wish that I was with you." Just kind of expressing how horrible her life is. And then she goes home and there's some weird green ball lightning and it hits the we assume that it hits the grave and he comes stumbling out crashes into the house. Uh, this uh, is Cole Sprouse who people may know as Jughead from Riverdale. Oh, okay. And uh Wackiness ensues, you know, wacky. your typical wacky uh, people getting murdered, people getting their limbs cut off, um, which are then body parts are then sewn back onto the creature. Um, throughout all of this, Lisa kind of transforms from this like shy, nerdy person who can't talk to people to someone who's much more outspoken, just willing to stand up for herself. Um, you can see this because she stops dressing all mousy and starts dressing like a kind of a goth Madonna. Remember, this is set in 1989. I think or just for the costumes, I'm not sure. Or a Frankenhooker, kind of a. Franken Stop with your Frankenhooker. Franken Callgirl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I couldn't resist. I don't have any spoilery Callgirls in mind. Uh. We've established that. Um. You can see that there's like a big uh, like Tim Burton influence. I kind of the way I came out of it was feeling like they were trying to cross like a Tim Burton aesthetic, like a Edward Scissorhands with Heather's. Uh, I can see as that. the kind of vibe I think they were going for. That makes sense. Quite make it with just these these clips that Tim's putting up here. Just looking at that, I could see that. I, it, you know, it felt familiar. And when you said Heather's, I'm like, yeah. that was the vibe yeah. I was getting off this thing. Totally oh, but they don't that. quite hit it because they don't really commit to the dark part of the humor. There's oh. some stuff that I genuinely laughed at, laughed out loud at. 
but it's um so, they don't go all in on it so it never gets that dark kind of classic heathers vibe to it that i think is what they were kind of going for um in fact that's part of the problem is that it really there are a lot of things that it doesn't commit to um the lisa character kind of is whoever she needs to be for that particular scene i mean Uh, we do have this little progression where she goes from from mousy and nerdy to more outspoken but sometimes she's funny sometimes she's um you know just outright psychopathic um other times she's really crass and then times she's sweet and it's kind of there's a some parts where she's walking and it's like really flowy and it's like okay there's a term for that pick pick a, pick a character at this <laughs> there, point you know you just bounce for back that. and forth and back and forth that, that's called a teenage um, girl just so you know <laughs> <So>. <laughs> The creature is a guy who's uh, reanimated after being dead for over a hundred years. Oh my! And you don't have any of the kind of, you know, guy out of time thing that you would expect there. In fact, there's one glaring error that I'm not going to give away. But there's like a scene where you're See like, how? how? Yes. Yes. I just don't. I don't understand how. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm shocked that Diablo Cody didn't go all the way because she's not known for kind of backing off. Mm-hmm. I, if you've seen Jennifer's body and then you go to see yeah. this, you're like, okay, I mean, this is a comedy. It's not a horror. It doesn't have that. There kind of has a little bit of the themes of um, what she's going through, but it really doesn't quite hit it. Um, the unexpected standout for me was the, the character of Taff, who is the stepsister, who I think is coming up on the next slide, maybe. No, maybe the one after this. <laughs> yeah, anyway. She's in the cheerleader outfit, and you really kind of expect her to be the dizzy, airheaded, cheerleader, bitchy person. But they did a really good job of crafting her character, I thought. She's like the most rounded of all the characters, and I kind of wish that they had done that with everyone else. Yeah, with Some of them, other yeah. ones just come out as being kind of one note, and the other ones sort of come out as being too many notes. Yeah, yeah. Now, is it as big of a mess as Adam described in his film? Which I to don't too think so. I mean, okay. that all that being said, there were parts that I, I said, I said, that, you know, it was there are parts that are genuinely funny. And I will admit there are some parts where I felt really like, oh, that's so sad. There's a, a romantic triangle thing that happens and you're like feeling really bad. You know, like, oh, I may be the only person in the movie theater that felt that way. Um <laughs> I, I come out of a lot of theaters thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Not sad in the way you're talking about, actually okay. connecting with people. Okay. I didn't, like I said, a lot of the people really did not care for it. Um, I didn't hate it, but I'm not really sure that I liked it. I think that part of that was there's something here that could have been made into a better movie. Okay. But it just, it didn't quite hit it for me. Ouch. All right. It sounds like you're working up to a little something I call grading. I would grade this bad guy. All right. Okay. Jeff is telling me what he thinks you're going to give it. I have I'm five. I'm going to go with a C plus. Ooh. I mean, it's, it's not ho- so horrible. You can't watch it. There are parts that are funny. There's some stuff that happens. Like, there are little things that that are happening in the background that if you catch them are really, really, I thought amusing. I, I definitely would not like rush to the theater to see it though. I, I got to ask you a question here. Um, this film, did it feel like I, I have a, a, a thought here. Did this film feel like it probably should have been streaming? like not going to the movie theaters that this was more of a streaming title? It could have been more of a streaming title. I think what it really needed was just another pass. Somebody, some adult supervision needed to come in. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that, 
I could see this being more of like a Netflix release. Yeah, I because I definitely see that now that you bring that up. That, yeah, that was kind of the vibe. Any movie these days that comes out in January and February, I'm kind of thinking they're they're like, eh, let's give this a try. Well, what's the worst that can happen? Maybe we make a couple more bucks. I I think Apple TV did that last weekend with Argyle. They're like, well, why not? Let's give it a try. And I, I hear it's not that great. Hey, hey, Mike, did it? Did it at any point did it seem like it was too long or too short? Could it have used a little bit more time, or could they have pulled some time off to make it a little tighter? Or? I, I think it hit just about right. Okay. Um, there is a, a denouement at the end that they did not need, and I thought, I think anyone that was sitting on the fence that then gets to the very last scene of the movie, that last scene probably killed it for them. I, oh. I, I have to ask a question. You don't I, have to raise your hand. Well, Jeff. go ahead. I <laughs> can't see you. Demuah? Demuah. You get, you, you uh, typically a plot um, builds towards an action point, and then you have a little bit of a rest, and it builds towards an action point, and you have a little bit of a rest, and then it builds to the climax, and then there's that little epilogue portion. So that's that little epilogue that they really did not need. That they played during the credits? No, the no it, it was, it was yeah. right before the credits. Okay. My, my, I'll, we I'll did hang it. around to see if there was going to be a post-credit or mid-credit scene, and there was not. And uh. considering... The last scene of the movie was. It's probably a good thing that there wasn't a, a you know. Gotcha. Jeff. Sam Jackson didn't show up and recruit them. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, a denouement in the movie Die Hard. Yeah. After Hans Gruber happens, yeah. I'm not even going to spoil that. But after that happens, when uh, Bruce Willis is standing by the uh, cop car and he, he meets. The the Another, police yeah. officer and he gets back together with his wife. Yeah. That's the denouement. Okay, there, it, everything's resolved. It's just you kind of want to see what. Like what when the guy happens. comes out and going to shoot him. Right. Okay. Him blasting away. Thanks for spo- spoiler. That was it. That <laughs> yeah, wasn't a spoiler. Spo- was a spoiler. Is it spoiler? The, wait a second. Unreal. If you haven't seen Die Hard. Thank you, then- Mike. There's something wrong. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, thank you. I thank am, am going to hit that button, uh, Jeff, every time. I got a feeling we're in for a long dead on the basis season. <laughs> <laughs> you would be correct. Okay, well, thanks for that. You know, I was half playing with going to see this, but I think I'm going to wait now. Uh, I, I, I would wait. Uh, this okay. is not one that you need to rush out and pay, I, you know, see, $18 at the theater. This is a sit at home and, and eat your own popcorn and drink your own soda kind of movie. I, okay. I usually go out to the movies during the Super Bowl because I know I'll get good seats. But uh, maybe not this one. Maybe not. A couple of years ago, I thought, okay, you know, everyone's doing Super Bowl parties. I'm going to go to the drive-in. That's oh. There's actually a drive-in that's oh, it's really? further now that we've moved. But uh, they were shut down because they didn't think they were going to have any business. But you're all right. They're only they... open on the weekends. And I was like, son of a, I you're... drove all the way out here for nothing. You're in Detroit. Everybody just lives and dies cars out there. So Hell yeah, yeah we do. Yep. <laughs> All right, let me... Uh, American muscle. That's right. Darn shooting. All right, let's get into whatever this garbage that I'm going to be talking about. Oh, oh that's right. Wow. I have... There we go. Uh, I have a movie that uh, has been talked about for years and years by people without taste. That film is Doom Asylum. From 1987. Now, I watched it because Patty Mullen, who is the star of Frankenhooker, uh, was in this movie, and I'm going to be interviewing her. It's uh, one of her two horror movie uh, credits. In oh. fact, she's only got four credits. Oh, my goodness. This is uh, a full quarter of her uh, her horror movie credits. So I uh, watched Doom Asylum. Let's see. We got, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, because I am very, very anti authors, as uh, Mike Seaslick knows, I decided for fun 
that I would ask for uh, synopsis to be written by uh, Bing AI, and I told them to make it humorous. So I'm going to read this, and we'll see if we find any humor. Oh, my God, no, it's five It's five paragraphs long. We'll get time. Uh, no, we don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read the end, which I think was actually not horrible. It says, think Weekend at Bernie's meets Friday the 13th with a dash of the Three Stooges, all set in a haunted house designed by a bored goth kid. Expect flying limbs, groan-worthy puns, and enough cheese to make a dairy farmer blush. Will Kiki avenge her mother's <laughs> death? Will the teens escape Mitch's twisted games? Will the audience survive the onslaught of unintentional humor? Tune in, dear viewers, for a night of B-movie brilliance that's so bad, it's just bad, depending on your tolerance for cheese and dismembered lords. So here's the the actual wow. story. I'll bottom line it. Um, uh, a lawyer and his maybe wife, maybe uh, girlfriend, uh, just refreshed it. Yeah. Um, they're, they're going out for a drive. Get in a horrible accident. Wife dies. Oh. Uh, the lawyer is horribly disfigured. You probably have seen his face already on, on our slides that we have here. He'd be the one that is unattractive because everybody else in, in the movie is very attractive. Um, he's, he's just messed up. And for reasons that are never described, never explained, and not even really hinted at, he survives somehow with all his skin being basically ripped off of his body. He somehow survives, and he gets up, and he's a, he's a respectable lawyer, and the first thing he thinks, he gets up and he goes... You know, I, I think I'll, I'll kill these guys that were about to do an autopsy on me. I, it, why is he mad? And then, you know, it's like, oh, um, will Kiki get... Uh, Kiki is the daughter of the woman that that dies in the accident, and which they tell you right at the beginning. That's not a spoiler. It's like right out there at the very beginning of the movie. Uh and at the end, they're like, oh, she's getting revenge. And I'm like, how is she getting revenge? She doesn't even know who this dude is that's trying to kill her. And I'm not sure might be Kiki's dad. Because the lawyer and or her mother, they were at least girl, boyfriend, girlfriend. They don't really, you know, it isn't like there's a scene where she's admiring her wedding ring or something. But it's like, and and the mother is played by Patty Mullen, so she's also very young, very attractive. And you're like, was she young enough to even have a kid? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, what what the hell? So this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. What the movie is, is basically your typical up all night movie. So do you remember that TV series Up All Night? Yes. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey and yes. all that. Yeah. This is the typical film where. Wait, it, pardon me. Hold on a second. You remember yeah. Gilbert Godfrey as the host of Up All Night? Well, Rhonda Shear did it on <laughs> Friday nights and he had Saturday nights. I am just surprised that given the whole Frankenhooker thing from before, uh, that you uh, went with Gilbert Godfrey first. I, I am. <laughs> no shame in even, your game. You yeah. know, it's, even after you, Gilbert you, has passed, I'm a huge listener to his podcast. I love his podcast. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, Rondo was a reason to. I probably actually watched it more on the Rondo programs uh, for two reasons. Uh, but. Anyway, back to this movie. It's kind of like one of those comedies where it's all about how hot the women are. And uh, the characters are absolutely terrible. One of the characters, see the guy with the baseball cap yeah, there? Yep. He's a huge sports fan and attempts to uh, get out of being murdered by throwing baseball cards. Oh, my uh, gosh. Uh, so kind of... Kind of like your hero. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. uh, Jeff. All right, Jeff. So I, I was very happy when the sports fan got it. Wow. <laughs> wow. But um, the effects, they're pretty bad. I will say the main slasher, this, this makeup effect, is actually better than most of the effects. Uh, and it isn't half bad. His his makeup is okay, but all these deaths and murders, which is what you watch a slasher for, ooh, they're they're not too good. Now, what this movie is probably best known for, outside of having being one of Patty Mullen's other films from Frankenhooker, is that the other young woman that you see now that's Frankie I, that's. Patty Mullen is in the red bikini. I know who she is. The blue swimsuit is Kristen Davis. I recognized her right away. Yeah. I had to make sure, but yes, I. Yeah. That has to be one of her first she, things, right? It was her first screen credit. Wow. Uh, she went on to be one of the four main ladies in Sex in the City. Uh, she actually was given a piece of crap character, and she did. Okay, I'm not going to say, like, oh, yeah, you could tell she was going to be a star. No, yeah, you can't tell that. But uh, you could tell she was doing the best she could with the material she had. Having said that, I know Patty Mullen hasn't made many movies. She made Frankenhooker. She made this one. Patty Mullen was very good in this part for what she was given. Now... Obviously, a big part of her job was to look good, and she had that down. But she, in the first scene, she puts on a Jersey accent. That that goes very well. Uh, and let's face it, there's a lot of bad Jersey accents out there. Um, she does a good job at basically playing an airhead blonde. She does a very good job at it. Um... Now, when I read through this this little synopsis that I did, it talks about unintentional humor. No, that's bullshit. They were trying to be funny. They just weren't particularly good at it. Okay? It's, it's like they were about 50% effective, I guess I would say. Uh, they, they try, they try, they try. Frankly, when things look cheap, it's because they don't have money. It isn't because, oh, they, they weren't aware of it. They absolutely knew they had no money. Uh, and, and in a lot of ways, they got an actual asylum is where they shot the movie. Really? And it was like a closed one. So it had a lot of... Um, it, it looked like a much more expensive movie than I'm sure they made it for. Because they had a really cool place to shoot the movie. Uh, Doom Asylum is out for free on Prime Video. It's also on Tubi. Uh, it's like on 500 different streaming services. So if you are interested, and, and let's face it, you've all seen the picture of Patty Mullen in her bikini here. You are interested if you're a guy. Um, yeah, it's it's... It's not a movie where I would I, I would stop everything and really engross myself in it because you're going to be mad at yourself. It's not an intelligent film. But it, it's a good little time waster. Uh, look at those effects. It's just sad. Is this a typical 80s horror movie in a way? It's 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 definitely of its time. Of its time. Okay. I I wouldn't say it's typical, but, uh, but it's it's one of those slasher films okay. that was made with Daddy's checkbook <laughs> and uh, came out and they made this thing. And uh, they kind of backed into having Patty Mullen, who was an ex-Penthouse uh, pet. They had her and they they somehow got Kristen Davis was was selected to be in this film. And she went on to bigger things. So it, it's kind of a known movie because of those two things. Uh, had they not had those two girls and had two other generic uh, women in those things, I don't think it'd be as seen as it is. Uh, it, it wouldn't be um, as well known. But it, it isn't a terrible movie. I have watched a lot of terrible freaking movies. 
uh, particularly the last couple of weeks uh, prepping for the ladies of the 80s. Um, there's, there's some bad movies in that back catalog, but they have 250 credits. I'm going to hit some bad ones. Uh, this was not one of the bad ones. This, this was okay-ish. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and grade this bad boy right now. And I'm going to give it, do you want to guess? I'm going to guess. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. Got it. Oh, tell you B. It's a C plus. All right. It's a C plus. Uh, I, I felt like they did better than average, but really it is kind of average when you get down to it. Now, I'm going to guess, Mike, have you seen this movie? I want to say that I have, but it has been a long yeah, it's, time, it's and it would have been it would have been at you know most recently <laughs> mid nineties that I saw that. Like I'm looking at the clips and going, that kind of looks familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, I'm gonna guess you've seen it because you've seen everything. Yeah, yeah. We just watched it on Tubi oh, over ah. the weekend, so. <laughs> Why, what would you have graded it? I'd give it a B. It's just dumb 80s fun. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. You, you definitely have to know going in, this is what we're going to have. This is the type of yeah. movie that I'm going into. Everybody calm down. We're, we're going in. Um, yeah, like... We will get on Tubi and we'll look at the 80s stuff. I'm like, this looks awful. I need to watch it. <laughs> you know, that's perfect. That's some of the best 80s horror is just dumb fun. Like, Well, you uh, posted about Pledge Night and that I'm just, I put mm -hmm. that on the queue immediately after you were posting about that out on Tubi. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. And as as I was telling <clears throat> Jeff earlier today, that full moon, uh, they have a huge catalog out there, and yet it's not their entire catalog. But they got a ton of their stuff is out there. So yeah, full moon's full catalog is humongous. Well, that's that's it. Their they got their own streaming service. Yeah, there's, there's it's, I, it's amazing. So, so I, have a, I have a question for the three of you. So with all these different streaming services, Tubi and all those, and yeah. you're watching a horror movie, you're used to watching a movie straight through, beginning and end. Does it affect you at all having commercials in there or having any kind of stop gaps? Or, because you um, can't really fast forward through them. I've said this. Depends, oh, yeah, like it depends on what type of horror movie it is. If it's something like Doom Asylum, it doesn't really impact it. Right. Okay. If it's something like High Tension, then yeah, commercials could be annoying. So and also it has to be a sane person that puts in the commercials. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that is I watched Frankenhooker on Freebie. And they did not put the commercials as well as Tubi puts their commercials. Tubi does a better yeah. job with their commercials. And they picked the right places oh, in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Not like, you know, my example to this would be in Jaws, I think Freebie, the shark would be coming at him and he's taking the shots and they would cut in the middle of the damn that. scene. Yeah. You know, it'd be like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what? I don't know what channel that... it was, but I saw one where um, it was, uh, I was watching Enter the Dragon for the, you know, umpteen gajillionth time. And they cut to commercial right in the middle of an actual fight scene. I'm like, are you kidding? Oh, my God. It's kind of like, <laughs> you don't stop Bruce Lee in the middle of a fight scene. That's ridiculous. It, it's kind of like those YouTubers that don't know how to place commercials and it just comes on randomly in the middle of a <laughs> sentence. It, it's like, what What just happened? Uh, Tubi does a good job. Uh, Freebie is definitely not the worst. Um, there are a lot worse ones out there. Uh, but I think, it, you know, since we're on this subject, I think we're living through an age where I think most of the streaming channels are going to have some form of commercial tier 
out there in the future. Disney Plus now has a commercial tier. Peacock oh. has a commercial mm-hmm. tier where you can pay extra. And Amazon Prime. You have to pay two bucks to get rid of commercials now on Amazon Prime itself. Really? Yeah, and that's that's my favorite, yeah. and I I'm not happy about it. But yeah, I was not pleased with that email. But because of my my good buddy Adam over there that keeps saying Tubi Tubi Tubi, I'm starting to get used to commercials because Tubi just has stuff you can't find anywhere else. Okay, I mean nowhere else and adam knows how some of the movies that he's thrown out there you can't find them anywhere you can't find them on the dark web you can't find them at swap <laughs> meets you can't you can't find them anywhere and they just show them right on tubi and you won't find them on those youtube channel you know all that stuff and it's legit like if there's swears in there you get the swears i mean it's legit yeah, oh, yeah. They, yeah you get the swears the nudity the full nine yards wow oh i i, I greatly recommend it. they'll show a little r rating when yeah. you first turn it on and it's like yeah that effer is but, r but tubi's free <laughs> <laughs> but but tubi's free right yeah it's yeah. absolutely wow. free. Okay. It's absolutely free. Well, but Tubi, you're, you're paying to blown up over the past couple years. I remember when they hardly had anything on there. Now they're getting like some bigger films that are um making their way through the streaming services and stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of surprising, but for horror fans um, I would say their only real competition is Shutter. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I, Tubi definitely has more of a niche market, right? As far as like eighties lost horror films go, right? Right. Shutter kind of has a good mix of popular to originals to new and old so and and that's the thing tubi doesn't have like freebie uh amazon uh shutter certainly they got a lot of originals tubi is like why would we ever make something original and when they do they're so horrifically bad (laughs) you don't want to watch them you don't they're They're terrible I think they did remake a terror train on Tubi and it wasn't awful, but it wasn't good. It it was just kind of there. Okay. So. I'll, I'll believe you. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> Cause I don't think the first terror, terror train was a work of art either. All right. Let's get to our promo and push our stuff uh, section of the show. Uh want to remind everybody uh, over on otherworldlyculture.com. Come on, there we go. Come, little darling, let's move. I can't seem to get there. She goes. Uh, we have a today and pop culture that's oh, out there. That's new. We have a now streaming and horror, which has some of the uh, things that are out on Tubi and some of the others. We put some things out there. And, uh, of course, we continue to tell you about the shows that we're going to have. Even weeks where we decide not to put the show on <laughs> because it forgets, you know, because one of the hosts is a dum-dum. But anyway, that all, uh, that's all out there at otherworldlyculture.com. Now, if you're looking for a website that has lots of information that is up to date, well, the place you want to go is the Dragon's Roost dot biz mike you want to tell us what you got going on out there hey my next show is going to be this um i forget the name of it some convention out in pittsburgh somewhere okay so you are coming out we weren't sure you are coming out i was on the wait list but they uh found a spot for me so i will be there fantastic well horror realm horror you know what jeff yeah I might be talking about that just right now. 21 days. Yeah, I figured I'd give you a segue there. Thank you, Mike. Nice job, Mike. So, yeah, now there have been some announcements this week, but look at this uh, this lineup. You had D. Wallace, uh, you know, Charlie Bandler just talking about. 
Uh, there are some Rob Zombie uh, alumni that are coming out. Oh, that one's still in there. Kate Hodge is not going to be there. Christina Khalif, that's one of your buddies. Yeah. Uh, Lynn Lowry, I'm going to have her and Patty Mullen, uh, Barbara Crampton, and Dee Wallace all in a panel discussion. And Richard Brake was announced, was it yesterday, Adam? Adam always knows uh, stuff. Yeah, him and Jeff Daniel Phillips were announced yesterday. Yeah, and Johnny from the beginning of Night of the Living Dead, he's going <laughs> to be out there. William Forsyth is going to be out there. Of course, our good buddy Bill Mosley. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing D. Wallace. I can't. Well, I do tell you how yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, Every day. I'm so excited about that. So looking forward to it. And uh, that is all coming March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, if people want to see Jeff, have your head examined. But he will be there. He will yes, be there. Yes, I will be there. And he will not recognize anybody, as Adam will tell you. But, you know, we'll, we'll last anyway. I'll, I'll make it. I'll get through it. So if, if Tom Savini comes by, Jeff, are it's you? Ted. Is it Tom or Ted? I'm so confused and I don't even remember. It's Thomas. <laughs> I don't even know. But the, yeah, story, if, the story tells itself. If he comes by, I will know who it is. Well, he, you will? I will. Really? Yes. Because he didn't know his name just now. I have a picture that I'm going to take with me, <laughs> and I'm just going to have it out in front of me. And just like, is this him? Is this him? Is this him? Is this him? And I'll, I'll get it. We'll, have, we'll have the name written on it too, so you get both <laughs> I, things I'll, right or just half right. You know what? I will have it written on there because, in all honesty, I don't know if it's Tom or Ted. I don't even really know anymore. You know, Mr. Savini. There you go. There. Problem solved. You know what? I think we should also have it written down for you what your name is so you don't forget. <laughs> Okay, very good. Very good. <laughs> hey, everybody, remember, you can check us out on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're all all the greatest places. Uh, Michael Cieslik is available to write your movie script. Uh, give I'm him a spec. call. <laughs> He's ready to go. and uh, I, I will happily fly out to Hollywood to converse with you. <laughs> uh, first class. Uh, so, <laughs> We're all looking forward to uh, meeting up. So all four of us are going to be out there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, Jeff will still be getting over his meal from Arthur Treacher's when yeah. we first get together. But we'll be we'll be good. And uh, it's going to be exciting. So until we uh, see all you guys out there, and we have one more Dead On Movie Reviews before our break for Horror Realm. That'll be next week here on otherworldlyculture.com. When we come back after Horror Realm, it's going to be dead on the bases, and anytime Jeff cancels or something happens, we're going to sneak in the dead on movie reviews. So, nice. <laughs> well, it, it, things happen. You know, like last week, some, some fool forgot about the show completely. <laughs> I'm not going to name who that was, but uh, things happen, so... I thought, okay, our backup plan is going to be we'll throw a dead on, uh, dead on movie reviews if for some reason Jeff can't make it. Sounds good. Sounds good, right? Yeah. I, I think what we're going to get for that season. Wait, what is this crap here? Wait, no, there, there. I'm pointing at you, Mike. It's like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I can't do it. You know what, Adam? I, is, I can't do it. Adam, put there down those two fingers. I see what you're doing right now. Uh, <laughs> We, hey, we got to cut off the show because I got some Tubi to watch that uh, Pledge Night I got to watch. I hear it's a movie all about dusting. <laughs> Spoiler. Evening. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, use Pledge. <laughs> Even Cecilic can't stand that one. That was too punny for that him. Was, yeah. That was taken a little too far. All right, everybody. <sighs> Thanks, and we'll see you again next week, and we'll see you out in Pittsburgh at the beginning of of March. Remember, when you aim at horror, make sure you are dead on. See ya next time.
Now, Jeff, there's going to be scary pictures up there. Just be calm. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you, Mike. See you, Adam. See you, guys. Safe travels. Doodles.